You're listening to a podcast from Columbia Christian Fellowship in Columbia, Pennsylvania. Our services are weekly at 10 a.m. We hope to see you there. In case that you did not hear the announcement, Art was taken to, I guess, emergency room or urgent care. I know that he had texted us this morning and said he wasn't feeling well. And there's always this, you know, we love everybody in here, and there's nobody that's more loved than Art in this congregation. Is that an amen? And so you have this feeling like, how can we just go on as if things are normal when we know Art you know, is possibly in crisis. You know what Art would tell us to do? Continue with the Lord's work. And so, not to honor a man above or exalt a man, but we will do this today now in, the, in, Art's, in Art's behalf because he would love to be here to be a part of this. I know my heart's heavy. But then my heart's heavy when any of you are sick. A little bit of pushback here today. What do you think? It's an important day. Did you get it? So you have to control the slides from back there. I'll tell you when to change slides. Welcome to a very special service. It's especially special to those who will shortly be baptized, and the friends and the family and everyone who came here to share this joyful event with them, with us. I want to begin with this refresher. At CCF, that's our church, Columbia Christian Fellowship, we're all about the mission of the church as Jesus gave it to his disciples. Change slides. Is it on the screen? Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 19. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. These are Jesus' own words. So baptism isn't something that we've dreamed up and thought would be a nice thing to do. These are Jesus' words, his own words. You take this mission and you simplify it, and it means this. The Christian mission, the mission of the church, is to help those who do not know Jesus come to know him. We do a lot of things, but this is the mission. Everything we do should drive to this, helping people who do not know Jesus yet come to know him. Then once they come to know him, we want to teach these new believers all about him. So the first step in making disciples, a person comes to know Jesus. A person enters into a relationship with Jesus by faith. This is the essence. Do you hear me? A lot of distraction today you're going to have to fight through. If you allow yourself, you'll be distracted. You'll miss.
First step is people come to know Jesus. They enter into a relationship with him by faith. This is the essence of salvation. People miss salvation on this part. They know about him, but they don't know him. People miss heaven by six inches. John 17, 3, this is the way to have eternal life, salvation, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one whom you sent to earth. The way to have eternal life is to come to know him. To come to know him is the way to have eternal life. Elementary, my dear Watson. The first step is a person comes to know him. How does this happen? It happens when a person recognizes they have sinned. And then they recognize that sin has alienated them from God and they have no eternal life. A person who realizes this then repents of being a sinner. They put their trust in Jesus to save them because they couldn't do it themselves. They literally invite him. As many as receive him gave you the right to become sons and daughters of God. They literally invite Jesus to save them. They invite him into their lives. They invite them, they invite him to come and rescue them. And from that point on, their lives begin to change because they now intend to live for him no matter what. Those who receive this new life, his new life, will no longer live for themselves. Did you catch that? Those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. Those who have come to know them, those who have truly gotten saved and received eternal life through him, they now love and live for him as the highest priority. Then these new believers are to be taught about Jesus, his word, his ways, his will. Back to Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. I want you to notice something here. In between go and make disciples and then teach these new disciples, there's something else. It's the word baptize, baptize them. Baptizing them who come to know Jesus. That's a very important part of the disciple-making process. It's the next step after salvation after coming to know him. The biblical example seems to be as soon as possible after a person comes to know Jesus, they should be baptized. Jesus told his followers, the church, that after he ascended to heaven, they were to tell others about him. And when someone would accept and receive their message and ask Jesus to be their savior, then they were to baptize those folks. Therefore, The church is commanded to baptize those who come to know Jesus. Those who have come to know Jesus are commanded to be baptized. That's what's about to happen here shortly. Now, I want you to also notice something. Baptism is a willful choice a person makes. If you're here and you've been baptized as a baby, you didn't make that choice. Someone made that choice for you. So if you've come to know the Lord or received the Lord or recommitted yourself to the Lord after you were baptized, you should reconsider baptism again. 
Quickly, we just want to show how the New Testament followed this command of Jesus, and then we'll get on into the baptism. You know, Peter preached a sermon after Pentecost, and 3,000 or more people said, now what must we do to be saved? And this was his reply. Each of you must repent of your sins, you must turn to God, and you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want you to notice the order because it's very important. We repent of our sins, first step. We turn to God, second step. We're baptized after that. Baptism is for those who willingly, knowingly of their own free will accept the gospel message and receive Jesus as their Savior, then choose to be baptized. Scripture is clear. It is to be a choice on the part of the person being baptized. The church is commanded to baptize those who accept Jesus, but only as they choose to be baptized. No coercion. All of those being baptized today, even the younger ones, have requested of their own free will to be baptized. Back to the scene with Peter and those folks. They asked, what must we do to be saved? He told them, repent of your sins, turn to God and be baptized. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized. They were added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Those who repented of their sin and turned to God were baptized. Those who accepted Jesus as their Savior and Lord were baptized. And the disciples proceeded to baptize them according to Jesus' command. Many other examples of this in Scripture. We're just going to move on. What's the significance of baptism? Water baptism is an outward expression of what happened inwardly to the person when they received Jesus as Savior and Lord. When they repented of their sins, they turned to God in faith, and they came to know him. This is the reason why we baptize by immersion in water. We don't sprinkle on the forehead. We baptize by immersion. We put the person completely under the water. That's intentional because going down into the water symbolizes us dying with Christ on the cross, dying to our old self-life, the old self-life being buried with Christ in that water. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We're no longer slaves to sin. That's why we're going down in the water. Coming up out of the water symbolizes us being raised to new life in Christ. Not only in eternity, not only heaven, but here and now. If you truly know the Lord, your life should be different now than when you first came to know him. If there's no change, there's reason for concern. Because what we're evidence up here is that we died to that old sinful me life and we're raising to new life where we live for him. We know that the old sinful cells were crucified with Christ. Sin might lose its power. Sorry. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. New life has begun. One very important closing thought. Next slide. Next slide.
Are we not able to advance it from back there? That's the one we want. This is so important for us to know. So important for you guys to know. If you're getting baptized because you think it will save you, that's not correct. Water baptism does not save a person. Trusting Jesus does. You don't get saved by getting baptized. You get baptized because you're saved. Each of these guys and each person that's being baptized today has already come to know Jesus, and they've already put their trust in him. They're already saved. That's why they're being baptized. Their baptism is a way for them to give testimony to the rest of us, honor and glory to Christ. It will evidence their salvation publicly. Ready for the baptism? Okay. Dan, if you'll come and pray while Steve and I enter the tank, and we'll move forward from there. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for these people who uh, chose to get baptized today. Just shows another commitment that they are giving to you, Lord, who deserves all the glory. We thank those participants, not only those who are getting baptized, but those who are helping with the baptism. It's also a symbol of the love for you, Lord. Because we all want to see this happen. We all want to participate. We all love to see this going on. Any of those that are here today, even not here today, Lord, that are thinking about getting baptized, Lord, we, we ask that you put it on their heart to come forward so that we can do this again and again and again. We glorify you, Lord, through this. And you have blessed us more than we could ever understand. So we thank you for all that, Lord. So as we go throughout our day, let's, let's thank, thank God for everything that we have and the new life that he has given us. We ask this through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message. To connect with us, visit our website at blesscolumbia.org.